a Jesus Youth Podcast on the Lives of Saints. Hi everyone, um, it's delightful to have another guest, Rose, with us today. Welcome Rose. Hi guys, um, I'm a student at USF, I'm a freshman, and I feel very blessed to be here and um, to talk about the saint um, today, of today. The saint of today is Nicholas Flew. Nicholas Flew, he is from um, an area in Switzerland. And he had a large family with his wonderful wife, and they were part of a movement called um, Friends of Friends of God, and they had ten children. And so Nicholas lived a very holy life, and um, a life of discipline and penance. And then around the age of 50, he felt called to um, go into the wilderness and to live a life of as a, as a hermit. And so, after talking about about it with his wife and his children, um, his wife felt that this was a holy calling, and she and her children released him, and so he went into the desert. And so he lived there. Um, he meditated on the Passion of Christ, um, according to a method that one of the priests taught him, and he grew much in his holiness, and many people came to him to get advice from him because he was from all this time in prayer he was filled with the spirit and full of wisdom and knowledge and at one point there was this um a civil war that was about to break out and through his intervention they were able to bring about peace and after he intervened in the civil war he returned to the desert and he lived there for another six years until he passed away wow i think um you know, just hearing the story again, um, I was thinking about how he wanted to go be a hermit and especially as a hermit to spend his whole day in prayer and his whole time with the Lord. One would think like, oh, that that's so boring. And that's like, that must be, you know, there's nothing. What's, what's exciting or what's nice about that? Why would anyone want to do that? But that's why, um, that's where I love this quote, um, in the reflection from him that says, God gives us such a taste for prayer that we yearn for it as if we were waiting to go to a dance. And I think that that quote just really resonates so deeply within me because I think the um, the beauty of prayer and the um, the movement in prayer is something that is so intimate and just like two two people who love each other and th- and they're dancing. Prayer oftentimes we think is something, um, you know, we're just sitting and we're having a conversation and there's no activity involved, like there's no doing. And oftentimes that's something that we're also called to prayer, right? Just to be. But actually, if we think of it as a dance, it's a being with the other. It is being with the other. It's a very intimate, there's mm-hmm. a closeness there. But there's also a movement involved. There is activity. It, it's not like there's a lack of activity. There's actually lots of movement. And it's learning how to move, though, with one another, with the grace of, you know, mm. a beautiful dance, a beautiful waltz, um, where each person, you know, where, where one person is actually leading and the other one is just called to follow mm. and to, to see that as a, a dance with the Lord, to see prayer 
as a dance with the Lord, just to move and follow Him and let Him guide. And the whole point of a dance is, is the purpose of it is actually just for beauty. You know, just the movement is, um, is, is beautiful and it, it uh, causes the other to, to be filled with a profound understanding and a sense of, um, of the one they're dancing with, but also just um, be filled with just grace. There is no, there's no uh, end necessarily. There's no uh, purpose to it. It's just a, a call to enjoy. It's just a call to... Um, journey together to journey yeah mm-hmm. yeah there is a rhythm in there like mm-hmm. uh, like you said somebody is leading that god is leading and we are following and um, aquinas said that you know our minds are limited in their ability to attain god in this life but we are capable of greater desire and love and pleasure in knowing divine matters than we are able to find in the perfect knowledge of the lowest things so that that is very very true mm. like you know how eagerly or how diligently we follow our desire to for the knowledge of this world for everything created but we have a greater ability our minds have a capacity to mm. know more than this yeah that is to 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 know god and to enter into this wonderful dance you know into that rhythm where god want to lead us into into those deeper mysteries in his yeah. heart so that is really amazing so i think uh, nicolas of flo had that in him even before marriage even during his married life that's why he chose a person of his frequency mm. you know she was also a member of the same moment and um, they had a happy married life and they had a perfect rhythm there too they had a dance in their family so that that's why she could know the desires of his heart yeah. her husband's heart mm-hmm. and and she knew there is a great value in there she knew that there is a higher spiritual realm in there that's why she let him go mm-hmm. and even his kids let him go and it is said that uh, he fell ill for 8 days and he dies and on his deathbed the whole family was there mm-hmm. so and, and it is also said that he lived in a in a single cell with two windows one window to the to outside and one window to the altar mm-hmm. of the church so where he could see and he used to uh, Uh, completely survive only on eucharist he oh. never ate anything else wow yeah so that's why one window to the altar where his sustenance came from and uh, one day it is said like some people were there in uh, in the talking to him and he looked through the window and saw his family and said oh god bless you good people like you know so he he knew them he yeah. he lived among them just in another valley than his house so he used to see them but they had that kind of a detachment and also I think that was a part of a big dance yeah. a, a big movement mm-hmm. which they understood the husband the wife and the kids and god was actually leading them yeah. so i really like this idea of this entering into this dance mm. kind of a like a, a deeper prayer relationship with mm-hmm. god where lo, lo, our lord is the one who is leading us yeah what about you rosie what touched you yeah many times um as especially in discernment um you want you're so eager to think that like you want to reach, reach the destination you're like okay i need to get this like get here i need to make this decision but you forget about like the dance the journey in between mm-hmm. and like as we're as we're journeying there journeying there with jesus we're dancing with him and we're getting there like it's not about the destination anymore it's about the journey with him 
-hmm. And even in that journey with him, like he's expanding our hearts and we have these desires and he's expanding our hearts and filling us with more and more of him and we're entering into this deeper knowledge of him and and then as we journey we realize our desires were only an inkling of what we thought it would be yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so yeah just like that it's not about the destination it's about that journey it's about that dancing with him and just enjoying the music with him and just being with him yeah yeah amazing so if we are really enjoying the journey it doesn't matter like you know what lay ahead of us uh, whatever be the discernment every minute of that discernment every minute of that journey we could enjoy because we are with the one who has uh, who have this destiny our destiny in his hands yeah but he needs our cooperation our free will and so he just waits for us and he he's ready to take our hands and lead us it's so amazing right yeah what a consolation that is yeah yeah something that as you were speaking to um being in his cell with one one do- uh, window opened you know to the world and the other to the eucharist i think that's really what we're called to do in this world mm. um to really live that out where yes we do have one window of our soul open to the world but our cell our interior life should still be within that mm-hmm. you know it, our own hermitage like mm-hmm. our own interior hermitage um and one of the saints and previously also reflected on like you know he called us to find our own inner solitude and mm-hmm. that place where mm-hmm. god speaks to us and from there though it's the way god speaks is because the other window is opened to the eucharist the other window is open to the lord um the other window is so completely receiving from him and receiving from that uh source and summit of our life um and and to be able to receive and then to to give and to to be that instrument to be that channel of grace and especially during these 100 days of grace as we try to open our hearts to to more grace and as you're saying expand our hearts to to a lot more grace we also have to learn and um because God is inviting us to also be channels of grace mm-hmm. how do we become channels of grace to um distribute that to the world mm-hmm. yeah so uh we we see how how the lord was filling him and using him mm-hmm. even though he went out of his house and he had 10 children but after he went to that hermitage he had many children yeah. <laughs> like that window that looks to the world you know through that many people he could see more than uh you know his biological children yeah. uh, people of all ages people of all social statuses used to come to him uh you know people who are in the civil of authority or the priests or religious and all kinds of even common people all of them used to come to him for advice mm-hmm. and his proximity with god has filled him with so much wisdom and so much love yeah. that he was just a channel of grace yeah. just you were saying to to others and especially during that civil war mm. you know it it would have ended in a blood a, a severe bloodshed a mm. civil war uh, people were just waiting upon his advice and he just spends one hour with them the everything is settled so see the see how the lord was using him as a channel of peace and the letter that he wrote to them like it says like peace is always in god for god is peace and peace cannot be destroyed but discord is destroyed mm. so sometimes we think that peace is so fragile yeah no but all the violence and all the 
things that destroy peace is the is the thing that is short lived yeah we see all these regimes that was against christ against god against goodness all of them fell one after the other it doesn't mean that it will cease it may come again yeah. but it's a lord's peace that always stays in the heart of people and that rules forever yeah. and anybody who enter into this dance they enter into this rhythm of the cosmos you know yeah. uh, from uh, from chaos to cosmos yeah. that kind of a rhythmic dance and this is highly infectious <laughs> it can go to anybody it can infect anybody and and we when we think about the future you know where the whole world enters into the dance with the creator oh i can wait for that <laughs> <coughs> yeah so maybe uh like uh, all the times you know we can end with a prayer yeah and today's office was such a consolation to me and uh, you know how the lord says that he will not abandon his people he will mm-hmm. be always with them so this is a psalm prayer from the office okay so maybe we can pray that together you fill the hungry with good things lord god and break the sinners chains hear your people who call to you in their need and lead your church from the shadows of death gather us from sunrise to sunset that we may grow together in faith and love and give lasting thanks for your kindness amen amen, amen.